Good morning, your father. With regards to the Hilchot Tefillat Kelim. What do I do when I have an electric kli, something that's plugged into the wall, it runs through electricity, does it require Tevilat Kelim? At times, many people are worried that when being toveled these sort of Kelim, it could damage the kli. What do I do? So there are a number of options given by the poskim, and I'm going to go through all of them. Number one, some halachic authorities are of the opinion that these sort of Kelim do not require Tevila whatsoever. Why should that be? The reason for this is because these kelim, their functionality is specifically when the plug is in the wall, a kettle or something, anything like that, a toaster. All these kelim specifically work whilst they are in the wall. They're attached to the house. The house is considered an unmovable object. It's considered ground, kalka in halakha, and anything attached to the house is also considered part of that karka. So it's not a keli. Whilst it's being used, it's not a kli. And tvilat kelim, as implicit in the name, is only a mitzvah given to kelim. It's not a mitzvah given to unmovables like a house. This is attached to the house, and we have a rule. Anything attached to karka, anything attached to the ground, is considered part of the ground. So seeing as this is attached while it's being used, it doesn't have a chova, an obligation of tvilat kelim. That is the idea articulated by a number of poskim. And although most, the majority of poskim, disagree with this idea, nevertheless, Chacham Ovadia Yosef seems to be okay with relying on this idea if it is very difficult for one to do the tevila. So he's not telling you you should rely on it. He says you should be stringent. However, at a time of need, he seems to be okay with relying on this vara. In my opinion, this vara is a very difficult thing to rely on. Other than the fact that the majority of poskim disagree with this vara, there's a further idea. And that is that logically, it's very difficult to believe that something that is plugged in and out of the wall so easily I mean, the plug is designed for it to be easily put into the wall and easily taken out of the wall. How can you call that a chibur lekarka? How can you call that an attached, being attached to the house to the degree that it's not going to be considered a kli anymore and it's going to be considered part and parcel stuck to the house? That is a very big stretch to say that logically. And this ta'ana that I'm quoting is articulated very well in the chuvot of Ori Yitzchak, of Rabbi Yitzchak Abadi. So... That idea, in my opinion, is a very weak idea and should not be relied upon. There is a second idea that some poskim say that any kli that one is worried that it may become ruined due to the tevila of it, that, that kli is exempt from tevila. The Torah never gave a mitzvah on kelim that might become ruined by through the tevila. Where do we get this from? Because... All, all of the halakha of Tvilat Kelim is learned out of the Torah by Klei Midian. The Torah says that when they took the Kelim from Midian, then they were tovel them. Well, those Kelim were Kelim that, that didn't have a problem. They didn't have a potential of becoming ruined by Tvila. So this, the claim of these poskim is it has to be similar to those kelim. And the kelim that have potentially a problem, an issue of becoming ruined due to the tevila, well, they're, they're, not, they're not the same as the klemidian. This again is a very weak svara because when do we compare the, the, the objects to the klemidian? That is in as much as what the objects are used for. Not about 
how the tefillah would be mekalkel the kli, whether the tefillah would damage the kli. That shouldn't be a point of comparison. We compare that the clay, like the clay midian was specifically used for food, so too the kelim that the Torah requires us to be tovel are food kelim, etc. Not about whether the tefillah will do anything to the kli. That's a very strange point to compare. There is, there, there's furthermore another point. Rab Falk, Rab Pesach Eliyahu Falk of Gateshead, said that anybody who does the tefillah and they, they, they wait for, I think, two days after to let the kli dry, he, he guarantees that that will not become broken, damaged. And if it does, he is willing to pay for it. Well, he's not around anymore, but he said that during his lifetime. And the overwhelming majority of people who are tovel electric kelim and wait the appropriate amount of time, they never have this problem. Some say she wait three days, whatever it is. So practically, there is another option if one has a very expensive electric object and they don't want to be tovel it. What they can do is they can send this kli to a Jew who is a uman. He is a professional at dismantling the kli. So he has to dismantle the kli to a degree that a regular person wouldn't be able to fix it and it wouldn't be able to be used in its current dismantled state. He doesn't need to completely take it apart, but he has to somewhat take it apart to the degree that a regular person wouldn't be able to fix it. And then this Jewish worker rebuilds it or puts it back. And by doing so, it is considered a new kli that has been made by a Jew. Let's remember the idea of Tevilat Kelim is when I buy a kli from a goy, I have to be tovelit. But if this kli was remade by a Jew, now that's a kli that's made by a Jew that doesn't require tefillah. And this itzah, this solution to the problem is completely agreed upon. And it's also what Rabbi Tzion Abba Sha'ul used to tell people to do and Rabbi Yosef Shalom Eliashiv. And this should be done. I mean, ideally, you can actually be tovel the electric kli. If, however, it's very expensive and you're still worried that it might break send it to an uman, a professional Jewish worker who is ready to dismantle it to the degree that it can't be used in that state and that a regular person wouldn't be able to put it back together. That's, that's a heter that everybody can rely on. There's one last leniency, which is you could sell the kli to a goy and ask the goy to let you use it forever. First of all, you have to trust the goy. Second of all, some poskim are not so happy with this solution because it, it, it is a bit chukavit lula, looks like a joke. You're selling it, but then you're using it forever. However, strictly speaking, if the sale is done properly, and maybe maybe somebody should make a document just to make it more proper, then strictly speaking, there is room to be lenient. So in short, electric kelim require tevila. It might, it's, it's better if somebody is doing, if someone is being tovel electric kelim, they shouldn't make a bracha, just in case electric kelim are exempt. However, the main halacha is that they are not exempt from tevila, and therefore tevila should be done to electric kelim. If it's very expensive, the right, the correct etzah is that an uman Israeli, a Jewish worker, should dismantle it and rebuild it. And by doing so, it's considered a kli of a Yisrael and doesn't require tevila. Baruch Adonai Le'ulam. Amen v'amen.